Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels of SoCal Sweat. And in this episode, I can't wait to introduce my friend Egan Jackson's journey of very successful weight loss. Now, battling the bulge with adversity and life circumstances can be very difficult for people who struggle with weight. Not only is it tough to lose pounds, but it's even more challenging to keep them off for good. In this episode, student physical therapist Egan Jackson, my friend, will share the journey of his highly impressive 85-pound weight loss through the adversity, challenges, setbacks, genetics, and all the methods he used for success. Before I introduce Egan Jackson, I want to just highlight some of the things that we were not able to discuss in the interview. Now, people have to overcome certain genetic adversity, just like Egan. Egan's father is a type 1 diabetic, while his mother is a type 2 diabetic. Egan was also raised on a heavy Filipino home-cooked diet, which, although delicious, can be very, very heavy and high in in calories. He became complacent after dropping out of high school to hang out with friends that really didn't elevate him. He began smoking, drinking, consuming fast food, drinking lots of soda, not really working out, although if he did, it would just be here and there, and he, his weight went all the way up to 296 pounds. That was his heaviest. And finally, weight was affecting his breathing, because I asked him, how did you get so sick of it? What did you do? What was the turnaround point? Well, he said he simply couldn't breathe anymore. It affected his sleep, it was affecting his basketball game, and his girlfriend, now his beautiful wife, and he has a lovely, gorgeous daughter, she really believed in him, and she knew he could improve greatly. But the thing is, he had to make the decision. How bad did he want it? He had to finally put the work in, and he succeeded. Fast forward, I asked him how he really did it, especially with the clean eating. He tried many types of diets, incorporated weight training, he added more cardio via running, basketball, and swimming, and he hates running, (laughs) but he does it anyway. He cut up the alcohol and soda and the fast food. But what does he eat every day? What's a typical day for Egan to keep off this weight? Well, he said that for breakfast, he usually has two to three egg whites and sometimes with oatmeal. He snacks on apples and a very small handful of trail mix. His lunch typically consists of chicken breast and salad with balsamic vinaigrette and about the same for dinner, but often swapped out with fish. And sometimes he'll add brown rice for a little bit of added added carb. And he has a bit of a sweet tooth, so to take off the edge, he will allow himself one or two pieces of candy. Not like a big candy bar, but just like a Reese's peanut butter cup that's really small. 
And during this time, I asked him, was it always easy? You have ha you had to have had setbacks. And absolutely, he did admit to having three to four setbacks, but after a while, he really got his groove. And like he said, kind of to quote Kobe Bryant, he puts in the work and he does the things that he doesn't want to do. He does the hard stuff. Egan continues to succeed. And we both hope that his journey can inspire others. And here is Egan Jackson. Egan Jackson! Woo! <laughs> Put applause, applause. So as I, as I said in the introduction, Egan Jackson is one of the student assistants at my physical therapy office, and they have changed my life. And the minute I met him, they're on rotations. He's in his last week, I'm very sad to say. He is so focused, so on point, and sometimes people are like on other patients. Egan explains things to the max, um, and I knew the minute I saw him there was something special. I can spot talent and motivation, and there was just something there was like a prowess and fire about him that I was really curious about. And I was just so excited to meet him. And he has so many things to talk about, so many things to bring to the table. But first and foremost would be his unbelievable weight loss journey of taking it off and keeping it off, which is, as we know, very difficult. Hello, Egan. Hello. And uh, geez, so many kind words. I am very humble. Thank you so much for all those kind words. Well, if I, if I can, absolutely, it's, if, if, if that's just easy, because if I can just say, one of my favorite shows has always been The Biggest Loser. I love seeing people improve. However, that show, although very successful, is so super unrealistic. And they, they lose a lot of weight. However, they're on a ranch. They've got nutritionists. They've got the proper sleep patterns. They have people on them all the time for nutrition and for weight, and for weight lifting and cardio, everything. You did not have that. And could you please share with the audience your starting weight, ending weight, and how much you lost? Um, well, my biggest weight was um, 296. But all of that happened because I, at one point, I just basically let myself go. Um, in high school, I was athletic, football, basketball. You know, I stayed in between like the 190, 210 mark. And I was cool, you know, then a few years after high school, you know, things happen, you get comfortable, you get complacent, you know, and I just gained so much weight and um, I was smoking cigarettes at the same time and it was just not a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so one day I just basically woke up and was like, yo, I gotta change my life. Like, I was just breathing heavy it was it was just unbearable and yeah started playing basketball again little by little just started yeah so i just little by little i got back into it i was playing basketball um and then got into lifting weights little by little and just started my journey from there amazing but can we go into your background i mean some yeah. people are raised with parents who are athletes or doctors, and they, they just grow up in an environment with healthy food, a really high socioeconomic status. I came from a single parent mother, and I know the struggles that we had and how costly food can be and things like that. What was your background and what knowledge did you have or not have coming into everything? 
I didn't have any type of nutrition background coming from a, a mom who's a Filipino. So um, if you know about Filipino moms like and Filipino food, like it's not the most healthiest food in the world, you know. And I did not have any nutritional background, athletic background. Like my mom was an a immigrant from the Philippines who was a nurse, you know. So like I took everything upon myself to to achieve like knowing about athleticism knowing about sports knowing about um different types of nutrition like as i grew older i made I, I made it uh a task to learn about all that stuff sure did she cook was it filipino cooking at home or was it takeout it was a lot of filipino cooking at home a okay lot. she okay. loved to cook an adobo her adobo is like amazing it's like one of the best foods oh. in the world. All my friends love it. Like they, they, <laughs> they come over and ask just for that. So. Oh, that sounds delicious. Requests. So then, did you grow up also on snacks and like after school? Did you eat Cheetos and and soda? Like what? Where did you go from wonderful home cooking cuisine? Although it wasn't the lowest in calories, it was still home cooking. To well, other things, fast. Well, food. like any kid. Like you're gonna eat like chips and snacks and everything that's bad for you. So yeah, I was definitely one of those kids, and I was a spoiled little brat. My mom allowed me to pretty much eat and do whatever I wanted. So like I was a little pudgy butt, like snacking <laughs> everything that was in sight. You were a cute little pudgy butt. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that and that's that's very normal, and kids do that. But you also and even though you did play basketball and things like that in high school, like you said. After right. that, you got complacent, which many, many people do. I mean, right. everyone gains the freshman 15, freshman 20, sometimes freshman 100. So that, that is also, we, we enter that young adulthood and we make those decisions and it's much, much easier and much more fun to go out with friends. And, and were you a drinker also? I know I oh, was. Oh, yeah, that definitely. was. I was uh, pretty much drinking at one point, like for four months straight, like almost every day like going out and drinking like that that also took a toll on on me and was a part of that that weight gain definitely so but at that time it's fun it's social you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna be a boring person be like oh no i've got to like you know work out at that point your friends are everything to you because you're away from the roost and it's just like you're kind of regaining your adulthood so with that and like you said when you drink all night then you're hungover and then you either look for hair well, in the dog yeah. You want that hot mm. meal, that greasy meal. Greasy that's just breakfast. not great for you, yes. Yep, and you sleep in, so that means you're not getting ample sleep or circadian yep. rhythm properly. So is you said that you just woke up one day. Was there anything that, were you turned down by a girl maybe, or did you see a picture of yourself where you're like, oh no. Like, did, what was the catalyst besides just waking up? Um, I mean... The biggest part was like I literally woke up huffing and puffing, feeling like I was gonna die. And, but I mean, uh, I, I would say the catalyst would probably be um, going through like a tough breakup at the time. You know, that was that had to be a big part of it. You know, like almost every person goes through that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I prevailed through that, and here I am now. But you could have gone into abyss of further because then you could have gotten depressed and then you could have eaten your feelings and drank your feelings and that would have been a worse situation. But you flipped that at that point. You probably just got sick of it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely so. 
um, it was a rude awakening, to say the least. Yeah. Maybe part of the breakup, obviously none of my business, was maybe the fact that <laughs> no, no. she, you had started dating her and then she saw you get complacent and she's like, well, this is not the Egan that I dated in the beginning, which can happen in a lot of marriages and, and dating situations where people just get comfortable. Uh, like, you don't need to go up as to why you broke up. That's no, no. That's <laughs> all good. Uh, it was, I mean, part of it was that, but most of it was just, just being complacent. Yeah. Sure. And it's easy to do, especially when you don't really know where you're going in life as far as like, that, those are hard ages, like 19, 20, 21. You pick a marriage major and may, things may not work out or you just get sick of school or, you know, we're not all studious at that point, driven, focused. I changed my major like four times and yeah. came full circle. So, I, I didn't even know what I really wanted to do till my, my late 30s. I'm not late, early 30s, I should say. Like, sure. Oh, That's sorry. totally normal. Totally oh. normal. Yeah, like it's it's crazy because um, I was I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do up until my mother I guess had her stroke yeah and it, it made me choose this 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 career path you know because I had to be her her physical therapist I had to be her speech therapist I was I was the one with her um, throughout all that and part of that is why I also shifted like my focus on my health and myself like you know um i had to it, it, i just had to level up you know like it, it it just wasn't healthy and safe anymore and I, I was being selfish and not thinking about anybody else you know so i had to i had to put i had to prioritize things and and, and just bottle it up and, and push through well, you had to become an adult pretty quickly to take care of your mom. And we'll get back to the weight loss, but that's another, that's another thing that I was really drawn to you for, because I did ask you why, why you went into physical therapy and your story of the stroke. And you learned through your mother's home health care aides and speech therapists and physical therapists that's something you really wanted to do. And you didn't you kind of emulate those workers and learn from them at that point? Oh yeah, definitely. And immediately I knew it was something I could, I mean, a big part of why I chose this career path was because of that. Another part was, um, like I told you before, one of my good friends, um, he's a kinesiology major and like he would pretty much use me as a, as a dummy and, and, and work on me and stuff. And like, he would always be explaining stuff about the human body and like how I should have my posture and, and do this and do that. And I was just like, yo, like, you, you pay sound attention. pretty cool. Yeah, like, you, you sound pretty cool saying some of that stuff. Like, I know I could do that because I do like fitness mm -hmm. and I do like helping people. At the time, I just didn't know how to correlate the two. So, you know, um, put two and two together and like, now I'm here. Major turning point. That's wonderful. And that's also with patient care. I mean, you could be good at fitness and you could be very academic and do the school that you're doing, but it takes another level of patient kindness, patient understanding. Definitely. Like I can't stand myself when I'm at physical therapy because I just, I'm, I move quickly. I am an athlete and it takes me so long to right. get through. And you guys are so gentle with the fact that just I mean, you praise every little thing when I'm, when I'm so hard on myself, it's like, okay, well, I have, I have made improvements. I mean, you guys, you guys change lives. You really do. So it's pretty special. And so, definitely. I, I, I totally agree with that. And that's such a fulfilling thing. Like to know that, you know, you actually help somebody and like to hear them say like, Oh my God, you helped me do this. Like that's, that's a joyous thing, you know? And uh, 
you could inspire or impact somebody's life in any way, like you're doing something good in this world. And like, that's all I'm about, like just positivity. And it took me a while to even realize that I had potential to get to that level because I was bitter at one point. And, and like I said, I just had a downward spiral at one point, but you know, I just put things into perspective and had a positive mindset. And yeah, now, now only way is up from here. But the best people go through these processes. I mean, you do, you wouldn't have the grit, you wouldn't have the empathy for, because if you hadn't gone down that spiral, I've gone down terrible spirals and that even though at the time it's just horrible and you want to die, you are able to lend that to somebody else and see people, you see pain. You can see things in others that someone else couldn't that just took the purple, perfect white picket fence academic route. You've been there, you've been to both sides. And I think that makes you better for sure. Also, you're not just working with athletes. You're not just working with people that are more your own kind and more your own age group. You're working with people, like when I go to physical therapy, people's in their 80s and 90s with yeah. a broken hip and you're helping them and you're being so gentle. And that takes way more patience. Definitely, definitely. And, it, and like I said, it's patience that I didn't even know I had. You know? Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's crazy to see like just all the different types of people that come in through through like the, the medical field, you know, like the healthcare profession. Yeah. You, you totally get a different understanding perspective perspective of life. And and like I said, it's just fulfilling seeing these these individuals come through there and be like, yo, I feel better because you did what you did. Especially like today, um if I could share a story. Um, yeah, please. Um a patient that I worked on uh, a couple of days ago because they're starting to let me do hands-on stuff now. I noticed. Cool. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, I did some stuff. You know, I'm getting my feet wet. Uh, I tried it out on him a couple of days ago. Today, now that I know a couple more things and they let me deal with a few more patients, straight out of his mouth was just like, hey, uh, you did something different there, huh? <laughs> like, I, I guess. You know, like, you, you, it feels a lot better. I like what you did. Like, not that you suck couple of days ago but you know, that made me feel great like you real as a healing touch of your hands and with that knowledge of where to go like even when you helped tape up my knee when the tape came off in the pool i'm so <laughs> glad that you had asked the your superior to re to retape my knee so you could watch i mean and i did it myself because i had to because i had to retape it it wasn't anything like you guys do Every single thing takes a special hand. You know every single bone, striation of the body, and it's so impressive. So it, it, I'm, glad, I'm glad you felt accomplished by that guy. Yeah, and, thank you. And then you've got some patients fighting you back, like, hashtag Nora. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shall not remain names, but oh my goodness. I, I look at I look at the, some of the patients you deal with that are next to me on the machine. This woman kicked me off the machine. I'm like, Nora, I will be done when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's yeah. You you see, like I said, you see all different kinds of patients. You see demanding ones. Uh, like uh, there's language barrier ones. There's uh, neuro uh, neuropathy ones. Like it's just a bunch of stuff. Like yep. yeah, it's crazy. I had one say under their breath to me the other day, these people don't know anything. Why are we even here? It's a waste of time. Okay. Then you're obviously not getting anything from it and you're never going to heal because I said, well, actually, you know what? They're changing my life. So uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's crazy because all the dudes there or everybody there is like so much more knowledgeable 
than a lot of the people I even went to school with. It's insane how much I am learning from them alone. But they're coming from all aspects, like Dr. Mike from USC and athletics and all of these things. Yeah. They're amazing. I I love those dudes, man. Shout out to my boys, Max, Manny, Evan, all of you, man. Back to health, back to health, Los Angeles. Great place. Very cool. But that's the great thing about college internships and for in your case, college residencies, because that's where you really learn. You learn the theory and obviously you have to know what you, what you know, because it's the human body, but still, yeah, it's cool. Confidence too. Like, yeah, you you, got to have a a lot of confidence to do that. Like, I mean, you have somebody's muscles and and attachments in your hands. So, you know, like it's, it's delicate stuff that you're messing with now. Yeah. Yeah. But you stay humble and you're very willing to learn, unlike some of the student therapists that I've seen in the past, where <laughs> you always yes, absolutely. Oh. I mean, you may have gotten straight A's, but in, in this program, like every day is a learning experience. Yeah, every day is a learning experience. Even when you get out there in the field, you're gonna have to learn new things because there's always something new and technology. That, that always, always. And you, know? you got to keep eating that humble pie as hard as it is. Yeah, yeah. very so. true. Very true. Yeah, and, and so and that I is... I know how hard it can be, first hand. Oh, God. <laughs> me too, me too, you and I both. So just back to your weight loss, you had shared with me, because I was just like, how do you do it? And as we all know, this is just definite surplus and deficit of calories. You're going to eat the stuff, you got to burn it off. So you had tried, because I'm like, well, how did you do it? Did you do solid cardio? And you had shared that you were playing basketball, but you weren't like on the treadmill or anything no, like that it was it was pure basketball really like at one point it was you know um i just got a lot of cardio in playing like five six games amazing like, every other night like that was but then you know age caught up to me at one point so you know i had to figure out new ways to stay active you know um so I mean, I eventually tried different things. I tried swimming, uh, I tried cycling, and I I hate running, but I even tried that, you know, and then um, I always knew how to lift weights, but never like the proper way, you know, like form is everything when you're lifting, you know, like and to target the the specific muscle groups and the the exact muscle. So, you know, like you could be doing a workout and totally wrong you think you're doing you're working out the specific muscle but you're not right um so yeah i i ended up like focusing on that along with my friend that got me um intrigued in this field um he would always be at the gym with me and show me specific moves and and things so you know i took it upon myself to keep going and eliminated all fast food like that was out soda huge was out like, you know, as as good as McDonald's fries and a Big Mac is, and it is, uh, but, <laughs> you know, it's, we all know, it's horrible for you. It's horrible. Like, you don't want to put that in your body. Like, especially if you But see yet how, you do sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah, all that was eliminated. And, you know, I had a good group of people around me that, like, would stay consistent with me working in the gym, you know, like, and, and that also helped me stay motivated. And again, just looking back at past pictures and, and like listening to songs that make me think about how I was back then, you know, like 
I, I just never wanted to go back to that place. So, you know, um, I stayed consistent and just stayed disciplined and kept going. Like, like no matter how tired I am, no matter like what I did, like I always tried to find 30, 40 minutes, like to do something active, you know, like, Kobe said, like, it's the things that you don't really want to do that end up making you great. You know, Absolutely. so I, I don't want to work out sometimes, but I do, you know, like, so, yeah. Um, and then when this pandemic happened, like, I thought I was going to go back to that situation. Like, it, it scared me at one point, like, damn, what am I going to do? So I did what I hated. I got out of my comfort zone. I ended up running more like I and I hate running like I literally hate running um I used to run half a mile and be huffing and puffing now I'm over here running three to four miles waking up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning just to get it done before I can go to to back to health okay like, Rocky that's awesome <laughs> but yeah man it's it's just a disciplinary factor man like you got to have that beast mode in you and everybody has it it's just if you if you choose to flip that light switch on or not, like Eric Thomas said, like, you know, I don't know if you listen to him or not, but that's one of my favorite dudes to listen to. Which one? Eric Thomas. Oh, I love Eric Thomas. Yeah. He's fantastic. His beast mode speech, like. That's all he got, is. He doesn't know? even come down in tone. He's beast all the way. Yeah, so. He yells. You got you to gotta have that beast mode in you. And everybody does have it. Yep. And it sounds so simple because. But when you're, when you, when you have that extra weight, all you did, even though you did a lot was eliminate soda, fast food and move. And paired with those three things was solid discipline. Like Kobe said, doing the hard things, doing the things that others just don't want to do and making yourself do them. And there were many days. And the fact that you said, who wants to get up at three 30 in the morning, four o'clock? Absolutely not. No one, but you also have a lifestyle. You've got a wife, you've got a baby, you've got school. You, you, then you have a job on the side. You pile all that stuff on and it's overwhelming. And then you have a commute and that right there, easy excuse. Oh, I can't do it. I don't have time. But you make time for it. Like Joe Rogan said, someone had asked him, what if you can't? He said, there's always time. And even myself, if I have travel for jobs or travel for shoots, I am squatting when I brush my teeth no matter what. I'm squatting in the shower. Maybe a little odd, maybe kinky for some people, but just to burn calories and move. So you did, those top three things eliminated half the battle, but it was your testicular fortitude, your mental attitude. Yeah, it, it really was. It really yeah. was. You know, and like I said, everybody got it. You know, it's just that you choose to flip that switch on and not. Yep. But how much weight did you lose? And what is your ending point? Well, like I said, I was at two two uh, ninety six. Right now, I'm at two twelve. Amazing. Yeah. So whatever that, like, what eighty seven pounds? Yep. And and also with the lifting, you know, we talked about like in the form. You can also make lifting a cardio workout if you do major supersets. But yeah, like you said, form is so important. Right. Um, you could definitely incorporate compound workouts, which is definitely a, a calorie burner. You could do hit workouts. Um, incorporate weights with some yeah. type of cardio element in it. You know, like it, there's plenty of things you can and do. And you can do wall pushups. Like you said, you hate running. I also hate running, but I make myself do it. I can't run right now, but when I, I'm a sprinter, so I'll do sprint workouts. And then between I'll do pushups against, I'll do pushups down, down lower against the wall, different embouchures, things like that. So 
it sounds like you mix it up a little bit, which is good. As long as you're keeping your, your posture straight, Pan, and you putting your shoulders, but there we go. Yep, yep exactly. Yeah. Thank you, coach. I appreciate that. So <laughs> I, I'm really glad that you said that. It makes me happy to say that you had a good group of people surrounding you because I have had friends who, and even like Oprah Winfrey herself, like in the, in the 90s, she said that, you know, her show is going balls to the wall. She was succeeding like crazy. And when she lost a lot of weight, she lost half of her fan base because she was no longer relatable. So mm -hmm. did you find that any, did you have any friends that maybe were jealous? This happens a lot with women where they'll lose weight and their friends, or it could just be that, oh, you're not, you're not fun anymore. You don't go out with us and have margaritas and nachos because they choose to not have that. Was there anybody bringing you down at all? Nah, 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 not one Good. bit. Like I, like I have, I know a lot of people, but I would say I only have a small group of, of friends. Really? You know? I think that's LA in general. A lot of yeah, us. exactly. Like well, yeah. like I got, I got my brothers, then I got my friends, and then I got plenty of acquaintances. And you got yeah. your stuffed animals back there on the couch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those, those are the friends. <laughs> yeah. They don't talk back. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's that's really good. And so, um, yeah, that's important because I feel like again, back to the Biggest Loser, they're all together. They're all rah rah, you know. Mm -hmm. Even though they're they're competing, but a lot of people do have that problem, and I'm glad that you didn't. Um, right now, you've obviously lost a ton of weight. You look fantastic. What do you do to keep from plateauing, or do you mix it up still with the diets? Well, um, like I, during this pandemic, like it's obviously hard to go to the gym. Um, you can't. You can't, yeah. So um, I took it upon myself to invest into some gym equipment. You know, got, got me some dumbbells, got some ladders, got some resistant workouts. I mean, I know how to use all this stuff. This is what I went to school for, you know? So mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I just, again, took it upon myself to like do it here at home. Like I'm doing workouts at four in the morning, still watching what I eat. Um, but I'm not gonna lie from time to time, like we discussed um, earlier, like I do have my cheat days once in a while. Like the other day, I just had some Lucille's barbecue and pigged out on some ribs and some tri-tip. And oh my God, thinking about it right now, it is getting me hungry. Is it dry but, rub or, or wet rub? Wet rub. Like, Ooh, like, yeah. the Missouri style. Yep. You know, see? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I invested into that. And um, also, like, letting my wife know, like, and mother know, like, certain things to cook and what not to cook. You know, like, my mom will easily go back to her Filipino ways and end up making some greasy-ass oh, can I Can I cuss on here? Absolutely. Oh, oh she'll end up making some greasy-ass shit. Some greasy-ass <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah and you know it, it'll go down from there so yeah i definitely gotta be on top of both of them on telling them what to cook sometimes or for the most part on the weekends i'm always doing the cooking so. which helps your whole family and it's a family yeah. affair and you have a child now your child your daughter is going to know exactly you know how to eat and then she's not going to be raised in in a circle in a, in a cycle of not knowing she knows how to eat now like i love the fact that she pretty much eats things that I would have never thought of eating at her age, like onions, garlic, salad, her. cucumbers, tomatoes, onions. Like, I hated all that stuff. Like, I just hope she keeps it going. Your baby's vegan raw. I love it. <laughs> no, but you're, you're opening her palate to many things. 
And that's a wonderful thing to introduce. And most adults can't eat those things. So yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Good. You're helping them. It, it definitely is a family affair. So, yep, we talked, so we talked about the cheat days. And I think, like, for you, your body is now so efficient um, because my mom and I beat ourselves up over it. If we go, oh, my God, I had a cheat day. I'm, I'm going to die. But right. your body, like, knows what to do. And it knows that that's, like, that's not your usual. And you end up sometimes almost feeling more fit and more lean the day after a cheat day, which absolutely makes no sense. But studies have shown that that can actually happen with people that are so efficient and such calorie. I mean, you're, you're a machine. Beast mode, Eric Thomas, you're a calorie burning machine. So well, you can't have the Lucille's. It, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know about that study. That's crazy. I got to look into that. I'll send it to you because I, I beat my, and I, I send those studies to my mom when she goes crazy because we're, bo yeah. we're, we're both like that. Like, you know, perfection. I feel you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, if you, could, if you could send that to me, that'd be great. Yeah, because it's a very interesting thing. Um, gosh, so many great things. How would you, just a couple last things. What would you advise people? Number one, income is so extreme. Money is so important when it comes to nutrition. It shouldn't be. And even the fact that you ordered all this fitness equipment. Like when I ordered, this is before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, I ordered more weights. I had, I had weights at home. I couldn't get a dumbbell to save my life. Or they had a 20 pound, a hundred pound, and then you get a two pound. That's all they had available. But wait, you got to wait for six months. It's right. still hard to get. And Walmart, I guess, is the mecca of they're the fastest. I've learned with kettlebells and things like yeah. that, FYI. And they have leather-covered kettlebells, which is awesome. Then you can drop it. It doesn't, doesn't make a noise. But it's expensive, and you've got to budget for it, particularly with nutrition. I mean, you look at wheat bread versus white bread, it's a distinct difference. I mean, Wonder Bread is kind of delicious sometimes, has right. no nutritional value whatsoever. You know? Right. I mean, even a bag of chips, a Terra chips, which are – or made from earth vegetables versus ruffles or lays, there's a two or three dollar difference. And there's less there's less for good in quality. It. You and they for, pump air into it. Yep. Yep. You pay for good quality. And, yep. and it's it sucks. It it costs to eat healthy, but I mean it, it's possible. You it's know, a like, choice. Yeah, yep. it's a choice. Um if you think about it, I mean you shop all produce and eliminate meats if you choose to go vegetarian you're pretty much saving a bunch of money or if you want to just juice for like a few weeks to do a challenge right saving money too there's other ways to save and farmers uh, markets farmers markets have, yeah. have fresh vegetables it's just the problem with so many people don't have time because to i mean even the act of cutting the vegetables that's an extra thing and when you're starving on the commute home you don't really want to sit and cut vegetables time. Yep. All right, all right, my little one's right here. It's cheap. You got to bring her in. I'd love to meet her. Gen Z, come here. This is my friend, Anne. Hi, Ken. Oh, my gosh, she's just beautiful. Hi, Kenzie. Look at your pretty hair. I, I, heard, I heard you like to eat garlic and onions. Aren't those icky? Do you like those? That's awesome. Can I give you a high five through the screen? Good job. Oh, she's so beautiful. I can I can see why you want to rush home. Very yeah. very cool. Yeah. 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 She's my pride. <laughs> but I'm sorry. What was the, back to the question? I'm sorry. Oh, just what would you advise for people that are on on a similar journey with similar with similar setbacks? As, not setbacks, but barriers as far as time, money with 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 college loans, college bills, a family, a commute. What what would be your top advice? Um, 
don't give up. I mean, you could sleep when you're dead. Like, you, you know, I mean, sleep is nice. And yeah, there's studies that show, you know, get six to eight hours of sleep. But we all know that there's not 24 hours in a day. I mean, there's yeah. 20, only 24 hours in a day. Sure. So, I mean, like, just grind, man. Like, make the time. There's 24 hours in a day. Like, make the time. You should be no excuses. Like, if I could do it, I believe anybody can. And we've all heard plenty of stories about people that have done it. So, I mean, you're no different than the other person unless you put that in your head that you are. Sure. Yeah. So, just go out and get it. Anything and that is one, and that is Egan Jackson's word of advice. Cut the soda, cut the fast food, move every day, and make the beast mode disciplined, conscious choice every day, as hard as it is. Do the hard stuff. And that's where you lost and kept it off. That's the biggest success there is on that end. Thank you, and I appreciate it. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I hate to see you go next week. I'm going to be, we're all going to, we're all going to be sad, except maybe Nora, because she, <laughs> you work her too hard. Anyway, um, your goals, and how can we support you? I, I would personally like to see you as the doctor, doctor of physical therapy lead trainer on the Lakers. Um, <laughs> that that's would where be, I see you. That would be amazing. Uh, I mean, sky's the limit, right? Like, no, nah, actually, no. Nah, there's stars further than the sky, so you know, it, I could reach further. But you have no um, ceiling, zero. <laughs> but my goals uh, eventually end up working with a sports team. You know, whether it's professional or college D1, you know, um, possibly become like a certified strength conditioning specialist on top of like, you know, with my physical therapy license. You know, I don't, I, I would do the whole DPT thing and, and have considered it, but to do like another three years of, oh, and like I, I took a hiatus from school before I did this, you know. I, Quick, real quick, like, um, I was I, I was a high school dropout, you know, and uh, I, yeah, I was a high school dropout, and I didn't decide to, I basically had a fake diploma getting me through until I was, like, 25. I paid $300 for this fake diploma just to get by and get jobs and... and grit. Folks, that is grit mentality right there. Love that. So, so um, I finally woke up and, you know, decided to go get my, a lot of people don't even know this. So whoever's going to hear this, like, it's cool. Um, like I didn't get my GED until like probably four years ago, you know, like, and I, I was like, kind of like, damn, do I want to do this? Do I want to be a 30 year old like doing this right now? Like, you know, that's, that's another thing that gave me motivation to try something else and, and, and do something different, you know, like again, step out of your comfort zone. You'll never know what is out there for you unless you go attack it. Like if you get a no or, or a, a, sorry, my light turned off. If you get a no on something or, or like you think you failed, it's not going to work. So what? Try it again. Keep There's another back. route, a different yeah, route. And you took it. Other routes for you. So anyway, yeah, um, I, I didn't get my GED and you know, so therefore when I took this program, I was kind of like, yo, like, what am I doing here? Like, do I really know how to study? Like, I don't know how to get my groove back. I haven't been in school for 10 plus years. Like, you know, I, I actually failed the program the first time. Like the first part of the program, I failed it the first time. But, you know, uh, 
again, discipline, grit, will, stick your fortitude. Like I, I just put my mind to it and, and grind it. And of course, the support of my wife, like, you know, I couldn't have done that without her. Like, you know, she basically put us on her back and was like, yo, go, go get this and make sure you do it though. And if you fuck up, like that's your ass, you know, like, you know, what other way to put a fire up on your ass, you know? She's badass, but she <laughs> believed in you. She knew what she had in a man. She knew what you were capable of. That is the rock here, I must say. I that love it. That's such a success story because you could have you could have been done with the minute you failed. You could have right. been like, oh, absolutely not. The biggest billionaires fail several times right. and they still come back on top. So that's that's the even cooler part of the story that I didn't even know about you. This is this you've got a big um when you become the strength and conditioning coach for some big team, this is a big motivational speech that you could give to colleges if colleges are in fact still around, whether it be virally on Zoom, whatever. These kinds of things motivate people. And that story, besides the weight loss and everything else, that changes a million people's lives. I am now motivated. I wish I could run, but I can't. But it makes me more motivated in life in general, just hearing this story. Because those of us that have hit rock bottom, I know I have, makes you stronger and better. And, and again, it's that grit and attitude and the beast mode. Thank you for Thank you for having me, and I really appreciate it. And that was our biggest loser who kept it off and continues to succeed, student physical therapist and trainer Egan Jackson with his 85-pound weight loss success story. We appreciate you listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, TunedIn, or at Bleed.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels. Please stay tuned in next week for the former NFL player who mentors and coaches football, physical fitness, and lessons for life, success with kids. And that's another episode of So Cal Sweats. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.